Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fastamai, it's Sarah Hendy here with you on Spotlight until six o'clock this evening. Tonight we'll be hearing from the first recipients of the Isle of Man Arts Council's new student bursaries and we take another look ahead at this weekend's Our Island, Our World Festival. little report from William King first today. As you may have heard on Mandate, the winners of the Isle of Man Arts Council student bursaries have been announced and William went along to meet the winner of the Jonathan Gollo Award, Lily Ratnavel, winner of the Norman Sale Award, Kipenzi Thomas and first of all, the winner of the Isle of Man Arts Council Award, Callum Rowe. How did music become a part of your life? I remember um, it started when I was about Four years old, I want to say. I had some classical piano lessons, actually. And then my dad took me and my little brother on a road trip to Scotland. And, uh, we were in the silver Ford Fiesta hire car. And he put on this tape, like old cassette tape, full of a lot of old classic rock music. And that was when I was eight. So I got a guitar for my ninth birthday and I've been playing guitar ever since. So it's, it's rock music that's your, the genre you would focus on within music? It used to be. <laughs> what would you say it is now? Um, I'm a big fan of Prince and a lot of old school like funk, soul music. So I'm into quite a lot of like neo-soul at the moment. So like the likes of Tom Mish, D'Angelo, uh, Erica Badu, that kind of thing. So I've been writing some of that recently. And so is that the type of stuff that you're hoping to... You just said you're writing some of that. Are you just <laughs> hoping to pursue that as you go forwards in, in a career? Yeah, I'm definitely hoping to pursue this and keep watching out for upcoming trends in music because it likes to change a lot. So, um, yeah, just stay on the air. And, <laughs> and is there much soul music on the Isle of Man? Um, well, <laughs> uh, not too much, actually. I used to play in a band with Dave Holland called Soul Suspects. We used to do some wedding gigs, that kind of thing. But um, I've now got a band called uh, Mother Funkers uh, with uh, my little brother and my dad. Cheeky. <laughs> Don't worry, it's radio friendly. <laughs> just about. But, um, so we play just any kind of funk and soul and like kind of more like kind of psychedelic rock stuff we find. So that's good fun. Wow, so it's quite a wide range. Um, okay, we'll, we'll come back to you. So, Capenzi, you're here because of fashion, is that right? Yeah, that's right. When would you say fashion became a part of your life? Um, quite recently, because at UCM I only started to learn how to sew this, uh, no, last year. And with the help of the fashion tutor, Billy Saad, she really helped me go into, like, focus on the direction I really wanted to pursue and gave me loads of encouragement and help in producing my final uh, work, which led me to choose the path of fashion. Brilliant. So what sort of fashion is it that you're into? Because obviously it's a a wide-ranging term, fashion. Um, At Manchester Met, I'm going to be doing menswear. So I've just been really drawn to, like, rappers and musicians and how they dress. And I want to try and, like, create, like, extravagant pieces of work yeah I've always been into art I've always focused on it and since going to UCM we had a go at different parts of art so like photography animation and textiles and so when I was there it became clear of why I wanted to do and they really pushed you in the direction you wanted to go in 
and it just kind of helped me make a final decision and know exactly what I want to do. Brilliant, thanks very much. And Lily, um, you're here because you've won a bursary for acting. Yes, that's right, yeah. So I presume you have done some acting on the Isle of Man? Yeah, I, I started started in the Christmas pantos, really. Um, that's kind of where I first caught the acting bug, I'd say. Um, and it just sort of really grew from there. Um, I did West Side Story when I was 16, I think. That was my first big lead role, which was super exciting. And then um, I've just been at Durham University where I did a lot of the theatre um, scene there. So, yeah. So were you studying a a sort of an acting degree at Durham University? I was studying English literature. Um, so they don't actually do an acting course at Durham, but the theatre scene there is so big. So I was probably doing too much of that, more of that than the actual degree, I think. Um, but it was just amazing. I made so, so many amazing friends from doing that and lots of sort of had experience doing lots of different types of theatre, which was really exciting. That's really interesting. So where is it that you're hoping to go next, um, having received this bursary? So I've just been um, offered a place at Lambda in London um, for their two-year master's course in acting. Um, and it's a really great course. They try and cram the three-year course into two years, so I think I don't think I'll get much sleep for the next two years. Um, but it's, it's a really good course. They kind of teach you a lot of different techniques, um, a bit of screen work, a bit of stage work, radio, all these different types of things. So a really amazing opportunity. So how did you decide that from doing an English Lit degree you wanted to go into doing a master's in acting was that did you always have your eye on that or did that sort of come from doing the literature degree it was always what I wanted to do really from as long as I can remember it's always been a passion of mine um, and Durham really helped me to kind of realize that it is what I want to do being able to do the theatre there um, but I also think just having the time to um, grow up a little bit really being at university and living away from home mm. because I know the acting course is going to be so intense and the acting industry is really cutthroat so I think being a bit older and having these experiences has just sort of cemented for me that it's what I want to do. So what sort of acting is it that you want to go into because that's another wide term these are all wide terms acting fashion music what sort of thing do you want to go into? I'm going to be really vague again. I'm not too sure, to be honest. I've done, mostly I've done musical theatre, which I absolutely love. I love singing and dancing. Um, but I haven't had as much experience doing straight acting. and um, So I'm really looking forward to that. And hopefully, in the, after the next couple of years, really just sort of experiencing all these different things, I can find where I'd like to sort of go. But right now, I'm sorry, it's a, not too sure. <laughs> Callum, where, where is it that you're studying using this bursary that you've received? I'm studying at the Royal Northern College of Music in Manchester or the RNCM if you're not very posh. <laughs> but um, I'm studying on their four-year popular music uh, bachelor's with honours course there and um, it's a very wide kind of range course. It teaches you about all aspects from learning your own music, writing your own music to the way the music industry works and complex kind of jazz music theory, that kind of thing. That's really interesting. Something for all of you. Do you have plans to, once you've done these degrees or the masters, do you have a plan to come back to the Isle of Man? For me, I'm torn between the middle because I've grown up here, I love it to bits, and whenever I come back here, I never want to leave. 
But as a musician, unless you're doing just functions or pub gigs, if you want to be something bigger, you've got to do a bit of a Davy Knowles, I think. But I will always, as Davy Knowles says, uh, I'll always call this island my home, you know. Um, and I will do, and I'll always represent the Isle of Man to the best that I can, doing whatever I do, wherever that will be. Davy Knowles was a big influence of mine, and um, my parents used to play in his band when he came back here to do his Christmas gigs, that kind of thing. So uh, Davy will always be a good influence of mine, but he's not the entire reason I would stay moved away from music. I've got my own career as well, you know. Good answer. <laughs> um, either of you two, what, what, uh, Capenzi, what would you say was your plan going forwards? Or is that a bit of a big question? Um, that is quite a big question, <laughs> but uh, I think the goal is to like work for a very big brand, obviously, because over here there's not many established comp fashion companies obviously and there have been a few successful people from over here but they've shown that staying across has made them more successful and given them more global awareness such as Bethany Williams she had a really good collection that was featured on like Days magazine and they were talking about how she was using um, recycled tents and Tesco bags and focusing on sustainable fashion and she's became such a big name but also she's from here and she's shown that you can come from such a small island and make such a global impact. So is there not much of a fashion industry on the Isle of Man itself? I would probably say no. And is that something you think could grow? I honestly don't know. I hope that it will. But I feel like it's growing in bigger cities such as London, Manchester, Tokyo, New York, all those other places where there's such a large population and more awareness and like more focus on like these things. I just think it'd be quite funny if at the end of a Chanel number no. 5 advert you get London Paris, Crosby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, what about your, you? Do you have thoughts uh, whether you want, might want to come back to the Isle of Man, stay, stay in the UK? You give me a, a death stare. No. <laughs> I think for me, living in London has always been such a huge dream of mine. So to have that opportunity for the next few years is something I'm really, really excited about. Um, and obviously, you know, London is an amazing theatre hub. Um, so there are lots of opportunities there. But I've, I would always love to come back to the Isle of Man and to, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without the theatre opportunities over here. Um, so I would love to come back and to kind of, yeah, really to, to sort of see how we can really improve the art scene over here because it's already thriving. But I think in the past few years, I've just noticed it's more and more getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, never say never, definitely. <laughs> um, how important is it to have funds like this available to people wanting to go and study in the arts in the UK? I think it's incredibly important. I think arts careers are not often well supported because, you know, it's deemed not very sensible or whatever, you know, you should go and get a proper career maybe. But so to have these funds available is just incredible because the, the tuition fees alone are I think I can speak for all of us, they're crazy, crazy expensive. And then with living expenses on top of that and the equipment for the course, really, if, if you know, without the support from the Arts Council, I personally wouldn't have been able to kind of pursue this as a career. So I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. 
focusing on creative subjects, it comes with a, a lot of money. You need a lot of money and support. And so I feel like over here, we focus more on the academic and sports subjects and the art subjects don't get as much recognition. But thanks to the Alman Art Council, they've given us the help and support that we definitely need going into this. I want to mirror these guys a bit and say that uh, it's very, in Britain, it's always been the case, in music anyway, and the arts in general, where it's like, oh, what are you doing? That's a stupid idea. Get a real job, get a nine till five, whatever. And for some people, that works. But I'm a firm believer in be true to yourself and do what you love. And it's amazing that I now have the opportunity to go and do that, because if I didn't, I'd be living a false life. I wouldn't be enjoying myself. Whereas with this bursary, it gives me the chance to go and be who I am and discover who that is. Amazing, brilliant. Thank you, everybody. I'm Jane Corkle. I'm the Arts Development Manager. So, Jane, um, how did these grants come about? Well, the Alaman Arts Council have been supporting students for a little while now. And um, it, they felt that they wanted to actually be in a position to award a student an amount of money that was properly life-changing for them that could really contribute to their studies over the period of their course. Um, they were in the situation where people were applying and they were being awarded small amounts to maybe cover a bit of travel or perhaps buy a little bit of equipment um, and the demand was growing all the time. So they took the deci decision to have three bursaries each awarding £10,000 which hopefully um, for our three recipients will really make a difference for them as they pursue their careers in the arts. Were there many applicants for these because obviously they're quite substantial amounts? We were very surprised, not only by the amount of applicants that we had, but also the quality of the applications. There are some extremely talented young people on the Isle of Man, and obviously they're all hopeful of, of moving onwards in their studies into the arts and creative industries. Uh, so it was a tough decision for the council. So how, how do you cope with that then? Because obviously there's some people that will be disappointed by the decision. Well, they're very, very welcome to apply again next year. It's not a case of if you've not won it this year, you can never apply again. Um, you can certainly apply again. It's not something that's just there when you start a course. If you're midway through your course and you'd like to apply, uh, we understand obviously we've suddenly introduced the bursaries um, and it's not fair to discriminate against people who are already studying. So people can apply. Um, it's the, the details will be on our website uh, as we turn into the summer term next year and everybody's welcome to apply. How, how do these new bursaries link to the wider work of the Isle of Man Arts Council? Well, uh, on a sort of more sort of personal level to the Arts Council, um, two of the bursaries are actually named after uh, former Arts Council members. Norman Sale, a very, very renowned artist, the late Norman Sale, and um, Jonathan Gollow, who was a music promoter and also sat on the Arts Council. So we felt it was appropriate to you know, to, to support our young people, both Norman Sale and Jonathan Gollo were very keen on that kind of development. So it is a tribute to them. Um, but also the, the Arts Council, part of the ambitions in our strategy is to provide lifelong learning. Um, we also like to support um, a situation where these people can then move into the creative industries and develop. Um, it, links, it all links very closely to our national development strategy in the arts. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council.
The Our Island, Our World Festival is taking place at the Peel Centenary Centre this weekend and there's so much happening, we couldn't possibly fit all of it into one programme. So Howard Kane spoke to the man himself, Mr Dave McLean, to find out what we can look forward to. The second? It's the second, isn't it, Our Island, Our World? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got funding last year from uh, the Year of Our Island and we got such great feedback after it that um, we thought, well, we've really got to do it again. What was the concept originally behind it? Well, I think originally uh, I'd had it in my mind to bring more world music to the, to the island. We'd, we've done quite a lot of the centre, but I'd always had the thought of trying to do a concentrated bit of it. And um, when the year of our island came up, it seemed like far too good an opportunity. And it seemed, you know, it seemed that it would fit really well with their concept. And I, I also think that we're living in such a xenophobic sort of world these days that um, we anything that you can do which brings people together and encourages people to connect with other cultures really has got to be a good thing. And you know, we live on a, a small island where we don't get that much opportunity to uh, uh, hear and see other people's cultures. So you know, I think all around it's, it's, it is a good idea. And it's obviously based around music uh, as an art form, but also taking in, as you say, culture. So we're also talking about maybe sort of thoughts, languages, and, and certainly foods. Yeah, yeah. This year we've expanded the, the food uh, that we're doing. We're going to have five uh, global um, outlets this year. So everywhere from South American food to Filipino food, African food, Jamaican food, and pizzas. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity for uh, people to have food the, the whole of the afternoon. Because we start at 12 o'clock. And we'd re- on the Saturday, uh, that's the, uh, August the 31st. So mm-hmm. we'd really like people to come down, have their lunch, stay for the afternoon. There's so much on. And then uh, stay for tea and then hopefully go down to the concert in, around the corner in the Centenary Centre in the evening. Have you tried to make any major changes to last year's festival as we go into <clears> the second year? I think we've expanded it quite a lot. And as a matter of fact, I was coming in in the car this morning and I was thinking, I'm, I don't know whether I feel quite so much in control this year because there is so much more happening. We, we're starting, for example, on the Thursday evening with we've got permission to have a tribal drumming session on uh, Tinwald Hill. That's on the Thursday, the 29th of August at 6 p.m. And we would encourage um, anybody who, who likes the idea of that. We're, there'll be 72 djembes and assorted other percussion available to you. So you don't have to bring your own drum along. So that's, you know, and then we're doing some outreach as well to Ramsey and Douglas this year. Um, we're generally trying to expand the whole idea. I suppose one of the main differences this year is we have um, the Manx Bulgarian project, which is uh, being funded by Culture Van In, and is a collaboration between two well-known Manx musicians, David Kilgallen and Paul Rogers, and three Bulgarian musicians. And I can tell you, it is coming on amazingly. And it's a a mixture of Manx tunes with Bulgarian songs and the other way around. It's one of the most exciting things I've ever done. Wow. And I can't wait to hear it. That'll be in the cathedral on the Saturday afternoon. And that does go quite a remit. It is amazing in a way, as you say, that being in mind, it's a small island, just how many nations we actually have represented here. And I know there are communities from, like you say, there's certainly Eastern Europeans, Bulgarians, Romanians. You've got Filipinos, you've got South Africans. It's amazing how many nations are represented on this tiny island of ours. I think, and you, uh, I think it's 164 
at the last count. I don't know how they counted, to be honest, but um, that is astonishing when, when there's only 85,000 of us here in total. Um, and they have all, without exception, been really enthusiastic about getting involved uh, this year. In fact, the Alaman Chinese Association are coming along. They're going to be doing a lion dance. And they like the idea of the festival so much, they've given us uh, some money to sponsor the hire of the cathedral. It's a wonderful thing, really. Any particular highlights for you? I know it's perhaps unfair to ask you that, but anything musically, anything you mentioned, obviously the Bulgarian link up there, anything else that's caught your eye? Well, um, to be honest, I think all the bands that are coming to the Centenary Centre, I am... just can't wait wait to see them we start with uh serbian gypsy jazz and it goes from all the way from gambia to rajasthan nigeria music from all over the world did i spot something called the baghdadis yes the baghdadis are coming (laughs) it's a great name they've been over on the island before actually i saw them at manifest uh, a few years ago and um, they do uh a mixture of East European klezmer music from Israel. It's all very much party orientated. And in fact, one of the main things about all the bands that are coming this year, the, the, the first criterion we had for them was that they must be danceable. So we've limited the tickets. There's plenty of room to dance. So don't think that you'll be coming along and just sitting all night. If you, if you want to dance, there'll be plenty of opportunity. So just give us the uh, dates again. It's all kicking off re- realistically. Saturday the 31st? Saturday the 31st of August is the main day in the cathedral, but it starts off on the Thursday evening at Tinwald Hill, 6pm, at uh, on the Thursday the 29th. Then two, con- then two concerts, Friday 30th and uh, Saturday the 31st. And then two um, outreach uh, tribal drumming sessions on the Friday and the Monday.
And that was a bit of Jali Keba Suso to play us out tonight. He'll be performing on Saturday evening along with Lava and the Bag Daddies. And we did actually speak to Jali Keba, but sadly technology failed us. So we're very sorry, Jali Keba. We'll try and speak to you again very soon. If you enjoyed today's programme, don't forget you can download or subscribe to Spotlight as a podcast on the Manx Radio website. I'll be back next Wednesday. Have a lovely creative week. Slend you.